0: Log Talk Radio. Won't
1: you stand in your greatness?
2: Good morning. We'd like to welcome you to the June Nurtured Heart Approach Podcast. I'm Sarah Howe. I'm sitting in for a dear friend, Katherine Stafford, who isn't able to be with us today. A little bit about me. Um, I'm a school psychologist, an advanced trainer in the Nurtured Heart Approach, and I'm also a author of uh, several children's books um, that are tuned into the Nurtured Heart Approach. Also, um, today I'd like—I'm—I'm um, t- excited to be here with Howard Glasser from the warm, sunny Tucson. Yes, Howie. Um, he's yes, very the creator warm. Of the- Hi. He's the creator of The Nurtured Heart Approach and author of uh, Transforming the Difficult Child and several other well-known books um, regarding the approach. Uh, He's also the founder of the
3: Children's Success Foundation.
2: So good morning, Howie. Um, Happy to be with you this morning.
3: Happy to be with you, Sarah. Thanks for filling in, and we're excited about the energy you bring to this.
2: Oh, thank you. I'm excited to be here and uh, uh, excited to talk about our topic this morning, which is um, empowering women, which is is near and dear to my heart also. So with that, um, I should introduce our guest. We have some wonderful guests here this morning. Um, We have Mamek um, Charapu, who is coming to us from Boston, and um, she is has her own business where she works with um, kind of a money mindset, working with business leaders and managers and um, business owners, um, using the foundation of the Nurtured Heart Approach in her business. And we have Robin Hand, um, who both are um, advanced traders in the Nurtured Heart Approach, and Robin is also um, has her own business specializing in empowering women, um, also with that money mindset and in relationship skills to thrive financially and um, really to flourish um, as leaders. So welcome, Robin and Mamek.
0: Thank you, Sarah. Thank
2: you, Sarah. Well, we're so excited that you're here and that uh, you're able to talk to us this morning. Uh, we really want to focus on just how you've um, come along on this journey and where you have found that the Nurtured Heart has just, Nurtured Heart Approach has just enhanced your empowering of women. So either one of you want to (laughs) just jump in and...
3: Uh, It sounds like I get the feeling you guys catalyzed one one another uh, for some time when you were directly working with each other, and maybe that's... Is that part of how this all launched? Absolutely. Oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah, this is, this is Robin. Momac and I actually had a brief conversation uh, before this call because we've been on so many calls before, and we kind of like to plan out how we're going to talk about things. And um, so I'm going to introduce a little bit about how the two of us got involved and how we as women became empowered and how that has transformed us and and our work, you know, as it has changed and evolved. But basically we both became involved with the Nurtured Heart approach for the same reason, because uh, our own families. And we found as we were working and really that we were getting in our own way. And that was just because we needed to be treating ourselves in the same ways that we were trying to work with our children. And over time just decided we would start meeting and working with each other to practice seeing each other and talking with each other in the way that we needed to be talked to, be talking to ourselves. And that really deepened our work in the Nurtured Heart Approach with our families because we were no longer getting as involved in the negative self-talk and the negative story that, you know, everybody carries to a certain extent, no matter who they are, but particularly Women, we tend to have certain stories that we we tell ourselves, and they're not always very flattering and Momac's going to talk a little bit about that more about that uh, later, but eventually we after working together and we became we were both advanced trainers and decided to go into business and helping other parents and we would continually hear women say, I need this for me. They were learning how to nurture their families, but they were still needing that nurturing in themselves and learning how to really talk to themselves differently and basically have a different relationship with themselves, one that they were able to see what wonderful things they were doing each day and focus on those things rather than giving so much energy to where they felt they had failed or, or not lived up to their own expectations. And so that, that is where we started working. At that time we were still in business together. We were both actually still living in the same city in Phoenix. And um, so that's that's where we started working more specifically with women and with the particular things that were going on in their lives besides besides their families.
2: Yeah, and I think that, that and, fits really
1: well. Yeah, that fits really
2: well with what I've I've heard you talk about. Um, Howie, with with how you came about this this whole work of greatness with adults, and I don't. I don't know if you want to speak more about that, um, just how this approach evolved with that whole idea of greatness and unfolding. There's probably listeners that no, haven't.
3: Is, I mean I could just comment mm-hmm. on the parallels um, since I'm working on the next greatness book as we speak, and um, you know the, you know basically I, I reached the point in my life where I saw that that even though I thought I was. Uh, you know, this highly positive person based on, you know, my work and and what I was teaching and and who I thought I was, I was really, like Robin said, you know, carrying this negative um, default setting when push came to shove. And, you know, the only faith at this point I had in in any approach was the approach I taught to parents. For kids, and it made total sense instantly, knowingly that I would do, I would, I would begin, I would launch the approach on myself, and I, I've really never been as, as devout about anything in my life as doing this day in and day out, and, um, and you know, I've got, you know, after a while of doing the, you know, the, the normal usage of the approach of appreciation recognition i i kind of amplified it into the realm of greatness i just wanted to see how far i could push the uh you know push it that's my nature you know i like (laughs) and and so that that has served me well to most most extent and you know and then like playfully you know, I, uh, five years into this, probably, I mentioned it out loud at a training. And, and you know, I, that might have been the training you were at and Mamak and Mamak and, and uh, Robin. And, um, but all I could tell you is I walked out into the hallway after the first round of that, like, re- revealing of how I was using the for on myself and, and um, some of the implications of that. And, and like I was out at, during the half-hour break between sessions, and I couldn't believe how it was reverberating out there. It was just like, oh, my God, what a, this, this is either a real disaster or it's, or it's, it's something wonderful. So it, it's actually fun to hear what you guys are saying. I'd love to hear more.
0: Yeah, you know, um, in the journey that uh, Robin was talking about, it was really blatantly um, clear when Robin and I would get together to support each other as parents that our own language was sabotaging our efforts at home. We could hear how we wanted everything to be perfect, and if it wasn't perfect, we would blame ourselves. We would go into that mode of, I wasn't good enough as a parent. I was I didn't do this. It was all I didn't I didn't I didn't. And I think even from our first meeting that we got together to support each other, we would notice that in each other and we had to really reset each other so much in order to gain our own strengths and just I think personally her and I just really feeling how our own self-talk was sabotaging ourselves from being great parents um, made us really have empathy when other women would come to us. We knew exactly what they were feeling because we had done that for ourselves, and we needed that space to stop doing that to ourselves. And could you, so, can you yeah. tell
3: our, uh, us and our viewers um, about the resetting process, what... what so that makes sense, like an example or
0: two? Yeah, so for instance, um, I would go in and I would start talking. It's hard for me even to talk about stories like that because it's not even part of my language anymore. But, you know, you going in there and saying, oh, this week I didn't do um, – I, I wasn't I wasn't a good mother because I didn't do this and this and Robin would listen to me and instead of allowing me to give so much energy to what I wasn't doing, what I didn't do, she would say Momac and that would be my reset or she would say reset, you know, we had or put up her hands, you know, whatever that situation called for for me to respond and I knew, whoa, I'm I'm going down that lane, and then she would say, tell me what your greatness is right now in this moment. And it was really difficult, but it really brought me back to the moment. So that reset was basically stop, don't give any more energy to what went wrong or what you thought went wrong. Now let's dig and, and let's look in between the lines and see that greatness and start nurturing it because that's
3: where it all starts. It's beautiful mm. work, guys.
2: That is, uh, you know, if I can just comment on that, you know, when I think about the flow of the approach and using that, that reset to kind of take you right on back to that stand one of g- not getting into any negative and then moving right back into the welcome back. Mm-hmm. Here's who you are. Here's, here's what I see. Here's, what, here's what's right about me. That is so powerful and, and so not common. Um, in the language that we hear for
0: women. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, I have to tell you a funny story is that when I was doing the parenting thing, because my language inside my head every night was I'm not good enough, Mm -hmm. I'm a horrible mother, because I basically based all of my um, success on my children's behavior. If they behaved well, that meant I – that didn't even mean I meant I was a good mother. That means – good, I can now do better. You know, I didn't even go that far to say, wow, I'm a good mother. But I would have to actually yell my own greatness out to everybody in order for me to hear it myself. So that wow. greatness work is so important in empowering yourself to get to that next level in anything you do. Well, it's, it's, what occurs yeah.
3: me is that we're breaking these these generational um, uh, bonds. i i, I what, while you were speaking, I recalled like the what probably felt empowering to my mother's generation, you know and, and you know they, there was a word for it in in the in the vernacular called etching. Have you heard that word <laughs> its it, it's really uh, shorthand for um Yiddish for uh, complaining and and mm. when oh. women got together, it was so visible as a kid that uh, you know the empowerment came out of that very belief that that um, you know by complaining about whatever the kids the you know the weather the everything um, you know that's how they they had a presence that's how they felt they're alive yeah and and so like I'm in awe of like Sarah said just now, of, like, breaking that mold and, like, in just that cleanness of those three stands coming together with reset, Now tell me about your greatness in mm. this moment. It's just so pure and simple. And so how's that been for women you've been training and business leaders who've been training, taking that up and working with it, running with it?
1: Well, we. I, I want to tell about... This is Robin again. I wanted to tell about the the next step that we that we took was that we felt like you know this work that we were doing together was so incredibly powerful, and of course, um, we had read your book, Howard. Uh, you are Oprah, and and we were we were incorporating a lot of the the uh, ideas that you had developed for adults already you know and through doing your own work with yourself and we so we decided okay we're gonna we're going to share this with more people and we we invited another person first starting small and this was someone who wasn't trained in nurtured heart and it would it, it just immediately it just didn't work because of exactly what you're saying that culturally when Women get together. It's often there's there's complaining, and and I I, I don't want to like nail women on it because I, I just think it's the the negative culture that we live in. But so we then really learned about taking that uh, the stand of absolute no, <laughs> and we made rules. the The rules are you don't you know in our group that we're gonna do are great in a circle. We're, we're not going to give advice. We're not going to get involved in the negative story. Uh, we're going to have resets. So, so we started experimenting with that with groups, you know, small at first. And eventually our groups got so large we split them into two groups. And we eventually – uh, stopped facilitating the groups, but the groups lived on. And I, in fact, I even got a an email this week from one of the participants that there are now five groups, you know, using our the rules that that we had come up with um, based on the three stands. And so these are are just groups of women that are getting together and they're supporting each other this way and. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was that was really exciting for us, but you know, at the same time, we were really not wanting to. We we had by that time formed a business, and we wanted to actually have a business. And th- these groups were not part of that per se; they were more like a support group. So we kind of let you know let that go and let it be, and then began to work specifically with. Individuals who want to work in in their lives in, in various ways because these same patterns are are there, and uh, you know it, it depends completely on the individual but in, you know in my work for example, just i've seen men who did not really realize that they could do their dream. So just to be able to get past all the negative self-talk and begin to take steps instead to create that business that they want to have or to walk away from the job that they don't like, that they hate, where they're, you know, in toxic environment, um, these are the kinds of things that, I see happening that once the three stands are in place, it's very clear, and it makes it easy to to make the steps with someone supporting mm-hmm. along the way right. to to really make major changes and, um, and um, I, um, I've mom yeah. I just love Robin okay. how
2: you're talking about how it just kind of kind of organically grew up, you know, when you're talking about the groups of women getting together and there's so many truths that you're laying out in just as you're speaking that I think, you know, our listeners can really grab onto as women just the themes that of what they're saying, the themes of um, even as we get together as as women do we have clarity about what we want in our own lives or do we default to what is kind of the cultural norm? And if we're wanting to get away from that cultural norm, I love how you provided clarity. that you know, with clarity in our relationships, we can do better. Um, And just what that led to... Um, You know, by having that that foundation of we're not going to get into the negative, we are going to talk about what's right, um, but we're going to have some clarity and some boundaries in our relationships that are going to help us move to
1: that journey where we want to go. Exactly. And those boundaries are one of the big issues with women, Uh, I found that a lot of women have fear around setting those boundaries. And, I mean, I I personally have struggled with that. And and so, you know, I I understand that completely. But it's just, Mm -hmm. it's so worth it to just, you know, not just let that fear control us because it's just just not going to help anything. I mean, that's letting the fear control us. So, um, just moving through that and going ahead and taking the stand, even if it doesn't work out exactly the way you want it. You know, even if you don't say it exactly the way you want to say it, <laughs> it takes practice to learn to set those boundaries.
2: Absolutely. How have you, can you talk a little bit more about how you've worked with um, adults to help them recognize their need for boundaries and how boundaries are impacting
1: their relationships? Sure. Um, Well, one example is just for example, someone who is having difficulty working with a boss that is giving a lot, you know, being inappropriate or or that kind of, kind of thing. I mean, being, what I mean being inappropriate is getting personal and negative rather than being constructive and how to just brainstorming with that person of how to use the stands to, for one thing, giving herself the energy and the positive about where she is right now. That because someone else is having a negative reaction or something does not mean that she needs to take that on and to just really break it down and evaluate, okay, what, what are you doing well in this job and then it's, it's easier to tease out, are there areas that you want to improve or is this just a situation in which there's, it, it's a toxic situation. And sometimes it's just a toxic situation and the best thing is just to, to get out of it. And so in that case, it hmm. might be, you know, well, what would be the next step If you want to get out of this job completely, do you want to, you know, what are your skills? And then starting to look at the positive that that person has to offer that might be different than what they're doing right now. I
3: found found that um, um, uh, that when um, you move into the realm of greatness, when when you limit or curtail the the negative talk um, or you have a, a method for feeling safer around one's own negative talk, but you then start propelling the positive side of things that it, it's got a life of its own and it, it kind of mm-hmm. drives, the, drives the inner world towards, now I don't want to put up with that stuff in my life You know, and it makes it it makes relationships come into focus that that carry a different energy. And do I really want to be around this person? Do I really want to subject myself to this? Mamak, Mamak, I'm trying so hard to get. Am I saying it correctly?
0: You're fine, Howard.
2: Yeah. You are so gracious. You are just such a kind soul. And and and
3: um would you would you have some sto- a story to share about this or how this is experienced yeah. ex- uh, you know your experience you know in your own right?
0: Yeah, you, you know when when I uh, I'm I'm listening to these things and I think the hard, I know <laughs> the hardest thing that I keep seeing in myself and in the woman that I work with is that third stand. It is very, that third stand is like magic. It's this magic thing that it's so simple, but it is so difficult to put in place. And I see it with women constantly giving more than they can give, giving more than they want to give. So their boundaries get blurred and it is really difficult for us to set that boundary in the sand and set that boundary in cement. You know we start with the sand and then we keep building it with with um, harder and harder materials as we gain more and more strength. But that boundary with how much i 'm going to do for my kids, how much i 'm going to give of myself for others is really difficult. So I, I I see that over time when they come in and the first thing out of, out of our mouths is always and out of their mouths is, this is what I did wrong, and it's a complete reset. That's not the way we start. Tell me what mm-hmm. is your greatness in this moment. Tell mm. me what is your greatness. Beautiful. And like you said, Howard, just not giving energy to that story, but feeding this, because this is such a precious moment. And there's very few moments in our day where we're actually feeding the right food to each other. Mm. So what is that greatness? And not letting the story take over, but just delineating, okay, that forgive yourself now, let's get back into the greatness, and then by the end of the session, having that confidence that I do have the capacity to go and say no to whatever it is that they needed to say no. And I feel that that is like one of the... One of the biggest, um, the ch- biggest challenges, and we have the simplest and most powerful tool of that third stand to constantly help us gain that strength. And I see that strength being regained, and then saying, "I just was able to say no to my child." You know, I was able to say n- no to my living conditions and change it. You know, it, it's amazing the miracles that happen when we can mm. say that word no.
3: <laughs> mm.
2: Yeah. yeah, that's you know you you say it so beautifully, Mamek. Um, you know I know how he has used the the that primal nutrition, but really mm-hmm. getting the right food emotionally, yeah, um, giving it to ourselves leads to such empowerment mm. that we feel safe enough to say no, because yeah. it, because we know who we are.
1: Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And so
2: saying mm-hmm. no doesn't mean. We're not a good parent. We're not a good businesswoman. We're not a good on and on and on.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Beautifully said.
0: Yeah. You captured it too, Sarah. That was, that was beautiful. Yep. Yeah. You know, I want to share with you something because, Howard, um, this work that, you know, you started writing in the I Am Oprah, which really Sparked this this desire and this work that Robin and I were, do, you know, started doing on ourselves. We just absorbed it like a. You know, we just ate it up, and then we wanted to regurgitate it and give it to everyone we knew. You know, that's not a you great thing. So to it. <laughs> yeah, so I we wish I had a, a better image. but
3: <laughs> No, that's
0: a beautiful image. Well, I
3: can't keep it down is the image that comes to me. So, uh, uh,
0: What was uh, the image, Howard?
3: I, I am great with that. Trust oh, me. Oh, Okay. <laughs>
0: But, you know, and, um, and just seeing how thirsty, thirsty women are. And when you look at the statistics that are around us that are constantly coming up every day, every day that's around us that is supporting that we have to empower women and not in this fluffy, let's wear the right clothes and then you'll be empowered. You know, those are all um, Band-Aids. Those are all Band-Aids. Yeah and wearing the right makeup, all these things are band-aids that the world is giving women. But this nurtured heart approach of let's let's just go really deep down in how you see yourself is so powerful. And I want to share some statistics that support that this is a really important work to to get women to nurture their hearts with their self-talk. And What you started, Howard, for kids is just reverberating and is so needed. You know, one of the problems women have is that until we are perfect, we do not step forward. And that is causing women not to ask for higher pays. That means we're not good negotiators. That means we're earning only 77 cents on the dollar. That means we don't reach out for those promotions. And this report that these two um, news um, um, anchor ladies are doing on confidence is all based on that. Uh, what, is, what is this missing link in confidence in women, and it is really constantly this self-doubt. No matter how many degrees we have, women by far can, have, can be overly qualified, but their confidence is always lower than men. And there's so much data to prove that, and it's because of this self-doubt. Mm-hmm. And the nurtured heart approach bites into that self-doubt and says you don't have to be perfect. Let's stay in this moment.
2: Right. And, and that fits with writing a new portfolio. Yeah. You know, when we talk about writing new messages and giving ourselves, you know, the world can give us this fluff, like you sa- said, with the makeup and the, you know, if you dress well, then you'll feel better, yada, mm-hmm. yada, yada. Um, mm-hmm. But with really giving that that sound evidence of, you know, that greatness work of this is Mm -hmm. what I did and it says this about me, Mm -hmm. it builds that portfolio to build that confidence at such a deeper level that's not surfacy.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: And then you can really truthfully propel yourself forward, ask for the promotion. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yep. Again. You knowing
3: who you I are. I wanted to say something as a man is that, uh, and I'm not saying this glibly, I, I really believe that uh, women are um, maybe the pain and suffering women experience that, uh, um, that um, brings them to of, of doubting themselves, which ignores as one's soul. I believe people signed up for greatness. Um, and if I'm right about that, you know, the, being any bit less than is, is just this, um, you know, this, uh, this dull pain that, that, that never subsides. And, and by helping mm-hmm. women step up to uh, who they really are, whatever that is, and owning it, um, I, I, I want you to just know that in my humble opinion. It's, it's really the medicine for how men grow. Women evolving is, is the forbearance of, uh, if I'm using that word correctly, it's the forerunner of men growing. Um, not nearly as many men, in my experience, um, uh, proactively step in the circle and say, I'm in this pain. I need to I need to be all of who I really am. Um, I, you know, I, I just feel like by way of men in relationship being, being um, watching women grow and, and, and kind of even resisting it and then having to, uh, you know, uh, being called out on, on their stuff in relation to that, um, it gives me hope. And so, uh, you know, not only is what you're doing so exciting, it's so important, so crucial for this planet. Because men have a lot of work to do, and they're not, they don't have the impetus in the way that women do, you know, like, like finding somebody, like finding their way to you guys.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow, thank you, Howard. You guys, know, you were saying that, and I, I don't want, please, Robin, hop in there. I don't want to dominate this. But, um, Howard, as you were saying that, I was thinking of my own life and how these three stands have really given me the tools, the, gosh, the power to retrain not only myself, but the people around me in how they act with me, and especially not only my kids, but the men in my life. Mm -hmm. And as you were talking, I said yes. And it's really our part as women to retrain the people around us in how to treat us. And it is, it is our job. We cannot sit back and expect others to know how to treat us. And those three stands give us the tools of saying no and yes in the right places, you know.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I've been uh, more outspoken in the last years about you know, how, um, you know, my, my experience, personal experience of knowing yes and how they accelerate one another. They lend themselves to the velocity and magnitude of each of those rivers, you know, that like get mm-hmm. better at no, I get better at yes because I know a little <laughs> more clearly what I want, what I do want. I'm, I'm sure that's so relevant in what you're doing and the people mm-hmm. you're working with. And as you get better at yes, you get better at declaring your no. And and I always felt that people hear it in your voice. But when you get yeah. really clear about no, no is no. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, you become energetically inc- congruent. I think sometimes we, you know, exactly. as, women, as women, we kind of throw things out there as uh, no <laughs> and not really being no. Um so, yes, your no" becomes more <laughs> truthfully no," and your yes" becomes stronger.
1: Well, I love that. It, it's 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 really exciting to me to hear uh, howard what that this is a world vision for you because I mean, I think and Lamech and I have had many discussions about our beliefs about this that you know. I mean our world if if we want to just get really global and 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 really honest about the the big purpose here is that our our world is really hurting and a lot of the problems that are going on if if women women need to be engaging and women need to be equals and men and women both need to change. We need to be working together differently and we need to be solving these problems from both perspectives. And you know that that includes many many perspectives because of when you start getting into cultural diversity and everything else, but you know really this uh, what what ignites me personally is that I feel like this is really truly world changing and that we are evolving and growing and we're we're taking we're taking the reins in that.
0: Hm.
2: Beautifully said, Robin. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's so much to be said about um you know, the change that we start one person at a time and the impact of mm-hmm. one person helping one person helping one person and just the an exponential effect of being able to share this approach um, not only with women but with men and with children and, and the empowerment that that can bring um, to change, you know, starting starting with the one <laughs> and the mm-hmm. impact that can have at our work, our families, our neighborhoods. Um, Hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's really amazing. I mean, when I think about just the short time that Momac and I have been working, and you know how many lives that that we have touched, and you know the change, it, it's just a ripple effect. And I mean, you know, I so appreciate Howard that you you know that you put the pen to paper when you had the. Inspiration and, and fought the battle that I'm sure you've had to fight because any anybody who has a a good idea, um, something original and something new, and wants to bring it about into the world, it it takes a lot, and and I I really appreciate that you've done that because that's that's made a huge difference. Uh, you know, starting with my fam- my personal family and. And you know now going out to, to a lot more people, so uh,
3: well, I, it's just yeah, really, really wonderful. Well, thank you, Robin. But I really hear your passion is, is both of, in both of you, and and I, you know, if you were in my shoes and and you know you you came, you know, for me it's it's been so clear for a, a long time that. You know, there is only so many cities I could travel to, and and um, so many ways I could say the same thing. And um, I, uh, it's so evident that I rely on the inspiration and creativity of people like yourself to get, in, you know, like so inspired to the core that comes so through in what you're saying, and you're taking this to. Um, People who are going to influence their worlds, and some of those people are going to wind up, you know, sharing um, out their revelations, the the changes you've helped them to reach. And um, I, I just I love that you're so impassioned, because that's going to make it reverberate more. And I'm sure you're already seeing that in in what you're doing. And and I couldn't think of a better. Fields of influence than in what you're doing. Mm.
1: Thank you. It's it's very humbling. <laughs> mm. Thank you. Yeah.
0: You know, the, with the um, with the nurtured heart approach and the language and the tools that were given, it's really and I know I can speak for Robin also because we've talked about this a lot. It's really given us the tools of being able to be how we've we've been wanting to be as human beings you know especially in our faith we've read so many things of seeing nobility in others being able to love people right there right then for who they are and the how is like how do you do that <laughs> you know was the big question mm-hmm. And that the nurtured heart approach has really given us the how of to really see nobility, to see greatness in everyone because we can concentrate in that moment instead of getting caught in the story of the past or what they might do in the future. And as, as both Howard and Robin were talking, I was thinking that how this has not only permeated I know also for Robin and for Howard and Sarah, for all everyone probably who's on the call, it's, it, there's no separation between, okay, now I'm in the office and I'm going to do nurtured heart, and now I'm with the kids. Like there's no separation anymore when it becomes so part of who you are. It's just there no matter what you're doing. And I know I catch myself, especially with women again, We'll be in, in just conversations. It has nothing to do with my work or anything. We're just friends. And I hear them going down that path of beating themselves up. And I just put my hand around them. That's their reset. And I look at them and I say, in this moment, this is what, what I see. And they start laughing, you know. Yeah. So it's really interesting how it just becomes part of you and you, you cannot tolerate people doing that to themselves. We cannot po- tolerate people being abusive to themselves anymore. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. And now you have the yeah. tools to not just fall into the old patterns. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And really holding people, really, you know.
3: We are acting love, not fear. And, and uh, Yeah. I think that's common to many faiths. I, I remember a training we did last year. In the in the south, and uh, you know, so many people uh, in that environment um, in, were so deeply faith-based. And and at the end of the training, three or four people came up to me and pretty much said the same thing you've said: is is that they, they have so much love in their hearts. And I think that's so common for us human beings. You know, we, you know. Um, we have so much love in our hearts, um, even even before, you know, whatever you know, faith we put behind that and beliefs we put behind that. But we don't necessarily have the, uh, the 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 manifesto, the the methodology for bringing that out. And when you say you you're with a friend and you put your arm around her and in this moment tell me about let me tell you what I see that's great and, and how you know I could imagine you saying you know I see how deeply you care about this
0: mm-hmm. And
3: mm-hmm. yeah you're struggling yeah. with wisdom to make the right decision that shows me you know the, the depth of your you know and, and etc you know, I, I can only imagine those people light up, and and you you're getting to feel like you're living that faith.
0: Yes. Oh, I love that living that faith. Mm. Yes.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I think yeah, everything cool. you've I always work. wanted
3: to be. You know, and you know, Howard Glasser and you know, uh, whatever developer of this work doesn't mean I don't have all those human struggles. And and I love hearing people like when I hear Sarah and. And you guys talk. I, I often, you know, with people of your uh, your your magnitude, I I often, you know, feel like in just in awe that you're doing it to degrees greater than I may ever do it. You know, I look at my daughter and I I um, I just cherish that she's already living this at such a high level and not struggling with half of what I struggle with in my, you know, because we, we have such gravity. We have so much to overcome. So, um, you know, it gives me great faith in the women of the future,
1: hmm.
3: the men of the future.
1: Hmm.
2: Oh, Thank what you, a wonderful Alex. conversation. We've, we've, we've had a yes. delightful mm-hmm. time today just about, talking. Please.
3: Tell us your words of wisdom on this,
2: Sarah. Well, I, I just, it's, it's so beautiful to reflect um, how other women are just talking in the same language that, that I'm talking in the sense of our relationships can be better with everyone, um, whether it's, you know, um, our children, our um, significant others, our spouses, are w- in the workplace. But really, in order to start the change, it, it needs to start with us. And um, just hearing that again, it, it, just, it just resonates with me um, as I've been working with people that, you know, when we train this approach, if we don't know this approach at a heart level in ourselves, it's really hard to give it away. It's yeah. really hard to gift it to someone else if we haven't felt what it's like to receive, um, to receive that, that feedback ourselves about who we are, if we haven't felt what it's like to be able to reset and and really forgive and move forward, um, if we haven't felt what it's like and the power of staying out of that negative. Um, And this just, again, uh, all the places that this can go, um, both for men and women, um, but just beautiful, beautiful I love I love listening um, to both you, Robin and Mamek and and Howie on on just how this work has just gone out and and it it ripples effects into so many places.
3: Mm. Thanks, Sarah.
1: It really does. Mm -hmm.
2: So I know. Awesome. That, <laughs> it really is, isn't it? It's just a, you know you just again it's it's like a, a beautiful gift that you want to keep giving to people mm-hmm. and have them actually open it, not have it you know sit like a book on their table or um, just a one-time conversation, but really unwrap what this mm. approach is and how it can shift the energy and the purpose of your life
3: mm-hmm. into new spaces. You know, when I, when I um, you know, I don't see <coughs> that many kids anymore. For years, the only time I saw them was when I would do a demonstration session. Um, but if I had done my inner work, you know, and come a certain distance, when I talked to kids about their greatness, I saw that somehow I was transmitting a message in, in, in a more profound way I'd see them like like, like a, a, a little bigger jolt go through their system and kind mm-hmm. of step an inch taller. And, and, and I, I was excited by that. I, I would love to hear what you feel or see when you talk to your clients about their greatness.
0: You know, um, a thing that came to my mind is... Um, the tr- the transformation that I see in them from the beginning of the time that I work with them until after a period of time that they're with me is in the beginning they will come in, and I know in our greatness circles we would experience this phenomena also, is that there would be no breathing when we would say, okay, tell us, you know, just share with us, you know, what went on today, and they would go down that path and we'd say, okay, what was your greatness? There would all of a sudden be this no breathing and this really pain, pain that you would mm. see on their face of accepting that there was any goodness or greatness out of that. And then even when it was recognized, this is your, the greatness that we see, the, there, was, there was no breath basically coming out of saying it. I don't even know how the word would come out because you could see that their breathing had stopped. And then so taking that, that we could see physically, and we'd have to say, okay, breathe in, breathe out, accept it. Just that simple thing. Breathe it in, breathe it out, accept it. Mm -hmm. And then over time, they would come in and they would sit down and let me tell you about my greatness. And you could hear it. They're, they're breathing what they were breathing it in again. Just that simple owning thing, owning it. They were owning it. And then to see that over time affected every decision they were making. But just that simple thing that they could now own it, breathe it in and breathe it out automatically and recognize that. And their whole face would light up and glow. They would look years younger in five minutes. Um, it was amazing. That was, that was the, the most incredible transformation that I would constantly see is that breathing would change. And then I knew they were owning it.
1: Yeah, yeah one, one thing that, depending on where they're at, but a lot of times they have to cry. Um, they have to cry when they start to hear their greatness and they know it's true. There's tears because it's, like, on some level we all know, we're, we're all connected with the truth about ourselves and the power that is there. And there's something extremely intimate and, you know, piercingly painful to be separated from that and then to be reconnected with that. And, and it just bring, it brings tears. And then you know, after that, it it brings light in the eyes and joy because, mm. yes, it it you can believe it. You know, they began to mm. to believe it, and they knew it was there all the time, but were afraid to.
3: Mm. Yeah, I I I, I love that experience. I think about that a lot. That you know, that. It's been there all the time. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, it's interesting uh, in writing. Uh, hello.
2: Yep. Yes, we're still here. Uh, In writing
3: this uh, oh. new book on greatness, um, uh, I, I, I'm going back and forth with Melissa on this one section, and I explained it. And, and, and in a certain way that I'll explain now, and, and you know it sa- you know it sounds a little flaky, but I said you know if you if you think using the story will help, then use it. It's all my fantasy at times is that that you know we we feel like we leave a lifetime feeling like we missed the boat, and you know we we went you know we we go oh God I I didn't live the greatness. You know, once we're in spirit, we, we just know, oh, goodness, you know, there's so much more to me, I, you know. And, and we we build up this case about how great we are, and we sell our, you know, we, we sell that vision, you know, because we're vying to get a body and come back, and we can't wait to, like, live it, because that's the deal. you got to live it out. And, 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 and the committee, <laughs> in my fantasies, this is all made up, guys. Like uh, in, in the committee says, oh yeah, Buster, you really you're gonna be you're gonna be great. Uh, how are you gonna prove it? And then you gotta <laughs> find these obstacles. Well, I'm gonna have I'm going have a mom who puts me down and doesn't see me as great at all. In fact, she sees me this other way. And I'm gonna have teachers and peers who. Who you know call me silly and stupid and you know, but I'm gonna really believe this next time. I'm gonna so believe. And then we come here and get amnesia. You know, we <laughs> we arrive on the planet and all revved up, and then we forget. But then underneath that is this driving desire to remember. And um, you know, we run ourselves ragged and into walls as a way of jarring our memory. And then somebody like you comes along and, and has your interesting, perfect ways of saying, you know, uh, you know, pu- you know, let me let me reset you, let me tell you about what I, the greatness I see in you in the moment, and it just sparks these, you know, this this momentous occasion. Um, mm. It makes me so excited. So was that mm-hmm. like a bizarre fantasy to share? <laughs>
0: That. You know, it actually made sense to me, Howard.
3: <laughs>
0: so I don't know if we're both in bizarro world or I don't know, but it made sense to me. Well,
2: I think if I could do the summary, because I know we're kind of running out of time here. Okay. But I think it's we're all focused on really um, upgrading to this level of greatness that we know is in us.
3: and uncovering
2: Mm -hmm. it and digging down and finding it and then finding um, kind of our our greatness group around us that can continue to remind us who we are and inspire us to even upgrade to further levels. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like
0: upgrading. (laughs) Upgrade, upgrade away. (laughs) Summary.
2: So I want to thank you all for joining. You know all our listeners for joining, and Mamek and Robin and Howie for having this beautiful conversation today. And um, I hope that those of you that listened live were also inspired, and those of you that are listening at a later time, um, we hope that you have also experienced the same heartfelt experience we had today. And and I just want to wrap up with a couple house housekeeping chores. Um, I want to invite you if. Uh, If you are a listener and you want more, there's a free e-course available at uh, childrensuccessfoundation.com. And if you want a deeper experience... The foundation also offers uh, two online courses. And actually <coughs> this summer there's a six-week course that um, there's a discount if you register now. Um, and if you're even more intrigued, um, there's, there's many ways that you can explore that, um, childrensuccessfoundation.com, uh, to just find it more deeply not only for yourself but for your children, for uh, the people that are in your lives Next month in July, I'm very excited, um, we are going to be having some wonderful guests, and we're going to be talking about the Nurtured Heart and PBIS. And if you are anywhere close to a child, you are going to want to know about PBIS, and, and it fits with education and how the two go hand in hand. Um, Bud Wise, who is a licensed social worker, just a very wise man with 50 years of experience is going to be with us. And Celeste Eastley um, is going to be here. She has her master's degree in special education as a teacher. And then we have uh, Tammy um, Holton-Arnold, Arnold, and she is a school counselor. So it's going to be another beautiful um, conversation about how the Nurtured Heart is infusing in and becoming the foundation of relationships um, in that environment also. And I just again want to thank um, Mamek and Robin for taking the time to share with
0: us here today. Well, thank you for thank this you, opportunity. Alex,
1: for yeah, thank you for having us. Yes, you. it was a blast.
3: Uh, yes, it was. Herb, uh, just beautifully filling in with your, like, just smooth and and um, inquiring. Style that makes this so conversational and beautiful, and Robin and Mamak, um, your your passion for this work and your brilliance in 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 living it out is inspiring. And I I hope our uh, listeners um, gleaned so much from from what you're doing. I think you're um, inspiring so many people out there. I I applaud you. Mm.
2: Wonderful. Thank you, Howard. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your day.
0: Thank you. Thank
3: you for, um, thank again you. for asking us. Thank you.
2: Yes, thank you.
3: Bye now, everybody. <laughs> Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye. podcast are amalgams of experiences based on the use of the Nurtured Heart Approach by our hosts and our guests and are not based on any particular person, child, or adult. Whoa.